Welcome to the Dr. Doug Show, where I bring together two critical components of self-mastery, health span and mindset. The topics presented here will help you to improve both your body and your mind and help you to live better, longer. Three, two, one. On today's show, I'm super excited to have our first guest. We have until now only been doing a monocast style podcast where I present topics and I love presenting in that fashion, but I'm really, really excited to have Sally Maxwell with me today. Sally is someone who has been a part of my life for years now. She is a coach and I'm going to read her official uh, introduction so I don't get anything wrong, but I do want to talk a little bit about our experience together. So here's Sally's official uh, uh, introduction. So with over 14 years of experience in personal coaching and leadership, Sally loves coaching individuals, couples, teams, and executives. Formerly an internationally competitive ski racer, ranked fourth in the world, Sally learned the importance of strengthening her own mental edge to enhance her performance while being a contributing part of a dynamic team. She believes that people grow and develop into greatness as long as they have the leadership and tools to help them to do so. By using a combination of actionable tools and mind management techniques, Sally passionately works with her clients to up-level their lives to do their absolute best. And Sally, thanks so much for being here. We're so happy to have you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thanks for reading that so officially. Oh, thank you. So um, today's topic is not just about coaching. It's not just about Sally and, and my uh, experience together over the last several years. But today we want to talk about failure and failure and success are two terms that I think are often talked about in the, you know, the business world or the competitive world. But I want to talk about how they relate to the medical world and how we see patients and how we help patients, because I see so many times people that consider their actions or their, you know, their experience in the medical world a failure and unfortunately rarely a success. Um, and I want to look at it through this lens of success and failure like we do through the coaching side because it can have such a great impact on how we improve ourselves over time. And this is something that obviously we really want to do uh, in the health optimization space. So, Sally, would you do me the honor and lead us into this conversation of success and failure? Yes. It's such an important topic to talk about because our relationship to failure dictates the outcome of our success. It dictates the outcome of our pursuits and our goals in any aspect of our life. So when we're pursuing something, when we're pursuing a goal, be it a health goal, a career goal, a personal goal, we either, we either, we either fail or succeed in two different ways. So there's one aspect of us failing where we fail and we go into the self-loathing cycle. And I know we've all experienced this. The self-loathing cycle looks like we reach for our favorite vices. We zone out. We disappear from our life, which ultimately removes us from the path of our pursuits. Right. So that's one aspect. And I like to call that failing slowly. It's like death by a thousand paper cuts because it happens over and over and over. And a great way to identify if this is what you're experiencing personally is if you use the, com the, the, the terminology, I'm stuck. 
right? Most of us are failing slowly if we're stuck in an aspect of our life. Mm -hmm. Now compare that to failing fast, which means you inevitably fail, you learn from it, you learn your lesson, and you incorporate those learnings into your behaviors moving forward so that you achieve your goals even faster. Wouldn't it be so much better to fail fast than fail slowly? It almost it almost sounds like maybe not, but no, I, I totally know what you mean. Um, and, and one of the things that you and I worked on for a long time, because you started working with me when I was still practicing in orthopedics. Mm-hmm. A- and this is an area where I was, I was stuck. I was feeling so frustrated and I would, um, I was really acting out and not being nice to some people around me. Um, and you know, you pointed out to me that it, while I was successful by most metrics that I was, I felt like I was failing myself and I was actually failing those around me because I was in that really stuck position. Is that kind of what you mean? Um, is that a good example of, of being stuck, being in a position where you're, you're just not actually achieving the goals that you set out for yourself? Of course. And you even illuminated even more. You were, you, you, you know, you pointed out that there were other, there was a negative ripple effect across your life that you were noticing when you were stuck, when you were feeling like you were not happy and proud in this, in this exact career path, right? That it was impacting not only you, but the people around you. Yeah, it, it, it definitely was. And, and, um, I, on the other end of this, and for those that don't know, uh, my background, I practiced in orthopedics until uh, early 2020 and then uh, switched into starting my own practice in optimal human health and optimal bone health. And I look at the timeline that it took for me to make that shift. And some of it was probably reasonable and rational, but some of it was just dragging out what I what is what I ultimately really wanted to do. And, and what my mission is, is to serve people the way that I serve people. Now, I could have cut so much time off of that if I would have, I, I used to use the term, you know, rip off the bandaid as the, being a doctor. Um, but failing fast, you know, is another way to look at that where I could have with the right coaching, which I didn't have, um, realized what my true mission was and what my goals were. Um, is that kind of a reasonable way to say that Sally? I think so. And then, you know, now, but I think people would love to hear what was the thing that was keeping you stuck in that track, keeping you from learning your lesson quickly, keeping you from ripping off the bandaid? What was the thing that was keeping you there? Yeah, boy, for me, there were a few things. I think the biggest one, though, was honestly the the feeling of obligation. I felt like I needed to continue to do what I had trained to do. And this was a really hard thing for me to get over, which was that I trained, I mean, for over a decade to do this one field of thing to practice as an orthopedic surgeon. And I felt obligated to those that trained me to continue to do that. After having discussed this with almost my, at least most of my, my mentor trainers, the people that really um, stood out to me in my training, you know, not a single one of them actually would wish that upon me, right? Every one of them is excited about the new path that I'm on, excited about the way that we're serving people. And in fact, a number of them are, are actually my patients. Um, and so, they're, you know, they're excited that they have somebody that they can relate to that understands them, that can help them to optimize their health. So I was worried about this thing that wasn't real. Um, and there were some other things that maybe were somewhat real, but I could have gotten over them so much faster. Yeah, you had created this this reality that you were living in that actually wasn't 
fully accurate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I did, I felt, I felt stuck as in, I can't do anything about this because I've committed to this. I've trained for this. I've told my family I'm doing this and there was no way out. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think what's what, how this relates to me for my patients is that I often, um, you know, I, I don't get as much time to coach my patients as I, I thought that I would when I started the company. This is why we have, we now have five coaches and dietitians because we, we require, uh, as humans, a lot of input, you know, the accountability, having conversations, uh, staying up to date with somebody, uh, that understands you, that understands in our case, your medical care, um, it is so critical. And when I started the practice, I wanted to be that person. I wanted to really coach my patients. And I did initially when I had like 10, <laughs> um, and, and now we have several hundred. And so we now have a team where we are incorporating, you know, different types of coaches, whether they be mostly, you know, more dietitian, uh, more health coach, more life coach, uh, we kind of pair people independently. Um, but the feedback that I get is that patients understand the goals. We can set forth a path for, a path for them and they understand the goals. They have very clearly defined, measurable, you know, these are great goals, right? And we have a path set forward, but so many times it is this feeling that gets in the way, this feeling of being stuck, this, uh, you know, all of the, the little things that add up that you can use as an excuse. And then you start to lean on those vices, like you said earlier, and catching those things is so important. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, Sally, was if, let's say you're fortunate enough to be in a situation where you have a, a coach or you have somebody in your life that, that can understand you in this way. Um, what is a way that somebody can actually identify in themselves? What is a way that somebody can um, keep track of, of these emotions that might be able to allow them to catch uh, some of this, the subconscious talk or the outwardly conscious uh, it, um, behaviors that they could potentially do something about? So the easiest way is if you ask yourself, am I achieving my goals? Am I achieving my goals? Or am I on track? Am I, and am I feeling the self-confidence of being on track? And I know that I can see my goals down that track, whether it's one day from now or one mm -hmm. year from now, right? That really is the easiest barometer. And if you can't feel that barometer, like if you can't feel like you're on track, then very likely you are actually feeding yourself excuses. You're feeding yourself reasons for why you can't pursue your path. Now, in this case, it's a, it's a health, it could be a health regimen. It could be health behavioral changes, right? It could be the things that you, Doug, require of your patients to shift so that they can functionally optimize their health. Yeah. So let's just use an example of something like, um, you know, it, just in the longevity and, and health span space, we are trying to get everybody to do some kind of, of exercise. And this could be exercise, movement, you know, it could be yeah. anything, right? Yeah. So let's say somebody isn't, um, you know, we are saying, we have our clear goal of saying, we want you to do, you know, let's say two days of resistance training and two days of, you know, walking hills outside, assuming they live where I live in Asheville yeah. uh, or where you live in Colorado. Yeah. Um, you know, let's say the, those are the goals, but they're not achieving those goals and they're coming up with some kind of an excuse. And it could be, you know, of course we all have excuses, right? We're all busy. Mm -hmm. So, um, so if that happens and, and they have hopefully some kind of, of 
coaching support system like they would in our practice or they would if they were your client. Um, what's the best way that they could identify? Say, okay, I'm, I'm not I didn't achieve it this week. I didn't achieve it last week. Um, how do you how do you flip that switch? So you look, you say, I, I didn't achieve it this week. I didn't achieve it last week. That's when your red little your little red flag goes off, and you said, "Oop, there is something. I am I am feeding myself something that is not reality. I'm feeding myself excuses." So then you want to start to look at all of your reasons for why you can't do your 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 hill walk, and the reasons may be, "I don't have time. I'm really busy." I mean, who's who who can't come up with that reason, right? right, right. I have kids. I have. I'm in, I'm in too much pain, right? So for, for all of those excuses, you're actually going to write them down. Hmm. You're actually going to write them down so that you can see them in front of you. And then you're going you're gonna to have a conversation with them. Truly, you're going to have a conversation with them and look at them. And if you can't have a conversation with them, you're going to bring them to somebody, not your best friend who's just going to coddle you, but you're going to bring them somebody who you know to somebody who you know will say it to you straight and say, you know what, Charlie, I totally get that you think that you don't have enough time, but let's actually be real here. You're, you're, you're balancing your health against time and let's actually be, be real here. And let's actually look at your calendar and, and tease it out and see where we could systematically put a 20 minute hill walk into your calendar. Essentially, somebody doesn't who doesn't buy the BS that you're selling yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's been so great about our experience together is that I, you know, you are my accountability partner in, in some ways, and, and we have other accountability partners and others. But um, I know that when I when I meet with you and we meet, we've met almost weekly for I don't know how many years now, you know, yeah. when we meet weekly, you are not going to buy my bullshit. And I'm, so we can, we can say that on this podcast. And, <laughs> and so it, you're not going to buy it. And we're going to have to look and say, okay, well, you're, you're telling me, Doug, that you didn't have time to do this, this day, when you said that you would, let's dig into why. Yes. You know, and then we, and then we do dig into it. Um, and it is uh, usually, I already know the answer, you know, I'm like, oh, I did have time. I just, yeah. you know, whatever this, this reason or that reason. So yeah, I, yeah, I think it's amazing um, when I do check in with people because our coaches are, you know, we're checking in, we're, we're getting updates and the people that are successful are, are the people that are engaging with the team because yeah. it really takes having somebody by your side, even our, our most motivated people who usually will say, I don't need a coach. I say, look, just engage with them, engage with our team just so that you have someone because you, it, it, it pays no matter who you are to have someone, even the most, uh, the most motivated person can get off track so easily. Yes. Yes. When left to our own devices, we, 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 we digress. De is that the right word? We, 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 so we, we, we diverge. We, we diverge. Di Thank we you. De we devolve. We devolve. Yes. We, we when, we're, when left to our own devices, sometimes we can devolve because yeah. sometimes life can feel really hard. Sometimes life can feel really overwhelming. Yeah. Right. And having that person in your corner who's not going to who's lovingly not going to allow you to do that mm -hmm. is part of the key to your success. Right. Yeah. yeah. I totally. love that. you. I love that you provide that in your practice for your patients. Yeah. And I wish we I wish we could do more. You know, it is there's, there's um, it is such a tough balance to find. Uh, but 
I think that the most powerful changes that people make, because so many of the things are based on lifestyle. So that is things like, you know, are you getting the activity that that is appropriate for you? Are you eating the things that are appropriate for you? Are you actually, uh, you know, are you hitting your goals of getting the same number of hours and the same schedule of sleep? Mm -hmm. So much of what we do is based off of those things. Now we, of course, we layer cool stuff on top of that. Um, but if you're not doing those things, none of those stuff really matters. And so it, it is so critical that we have those things. So I, I thought this would be a fun exercise. So there, I think there are a lot of people when they, especially they meet with our team and we tell them about the dietitians and the coaches and they say, ah, I just like, I just want to meet with Dr. Doug. I hear this a lot and it's <laughs> flattering and I appreciate it. Who doesn't? But, but here's what happens is so we actually we've stopped actually doing consults. So I don't even I won't see somebody as a one off anymore. And the reason why we won't do that is because I, I'm not serving them. So even though we can, you know, we can bring them in and we can get their labs and I can create a report for them and hand it to them and say, here's your 26 page health report. You know, these are all the things that I think you should do. I, I can probably count on one hand the number of times when that's been a successful recipe. Because they just, when they take it, it's overwhelming. There's no accountability. There's no scheduled follow-up. It just falls flat. And so I, when people come in and say, well, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily want to have a coach. I don't want to get into all of that. My answer is like, if you want to, if you want to have a change, if you want to actually succeed in the, in these goals, then this is what I think you need. Right. And maybe I'm wrong, but prove me wrong. And, and so what I thought would be a great exercise is just to walk through something as simple as, uh, I guess it's not that simple, but something that has continued to, to plague me that I feel stuck in. And, uh, so I think people can get a sense of what coaching feels like from an expert coach like yourself. Um, but something that I feel stuck in that I think we could, we could probably walk through in honestly, like five minutes or less. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think this would be a really fun exercise. Are you open to doing that? Yeah, let's do okay. it. Great. And I'm going to get some free coaching. So this is exciting for me too. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So I think the topic that probably everybody um, uh, can sympathize with to some extent is that feeling of feeling busy. This feeling busy and feeling overwhelmed and feeling over overworked or overcommitted is something that honestly runs through, um, it, it runs through all dividers of, of wealth, of class, of ethnicity, of everything. I don't know anybody that I've ever met that doesn't feel overwhelmed in some way. It's really amazing. I know. We could get into why, but more importantly, let's get into how to fix it. So I, so for me, I'll just walk through my, you know, my feeling of overwhelm. Um, and this is not me complaining. This is just me, me saying what it is. So my feeling of overwhelm is that I, I love what I do. I love that I found my mission. I enjoy seeing patients. I love filming content. I love doing research. I love writing content. I love leading my team to do all those things and also enjoy time with my family, my beautiful wife and my three amazing kids and the family that goes along with them. Um, I feel like I can't fit it all in and I, I, I can't, I'm not. <laughs> so um, just that as a launching point, then Sally, how would we get started on helping me to feel less stuck? How can I fail at something so that I can succeed at the things that matter? That's so good. And I think everybody watching this could relate to this question. So ultimately you're trying to fit 10 pounds of flour into a five pound sack, right? You have 24 hours. 
And you really have so many things that you're passionate about and that are a priority for you. Mm -hmm. And every day, a little part of you feels like you're failing at something, right? Right. Yep. So you're feeling like you're having this experience, like you are a failure every day. And, and I think that go, it goes without saying, that's not a feeling that you want to be having. And that's not a feeling that anybody wants to be having. Right. Correct. And, and you're, and, and I, you're not a failure, but you're having this experience that you are a failure. So here's how you evolve this into something where you actually are achieving the goals that you want to be achieving. So first off, you need to be brutally honest with yourself about what your priorities are. I know you love to do a lot of things. I know you have so many passions and I know you're good. You're good at a lot of things, right? So it feels good to be doing these things, but you actually need to trim the fat and, and, and be honest with yourself about what are your, instead of 14 priorities, what are your seven priorities? What are the things that are most important to you? Because when you hone in on what the most important things are to you and you accomplish those things, you will feel fulfilled. You will be able to put your head on the pillow at the end of the night and breathe that sigh of, oh, I'm satisfied from today. Yeah. So it just starts with being really honest with yourself about what are the things that you're going to delegate? What are the things that you're going to powerfully say no to? What are the things that you're going to detach your ego from feeling like you need to be doing this? Where are the places that you're going to detach your sense of duty from the feeling, from your feeling that you need to be doing this? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I think we can spare the audience the actual writing this list out. And I, I think, <laughs> you know, for, for me, where I'm actually in the process of building a, a team from an administrative side to do less of the, the running of the business. And I, I have a business coach that we uh, <laughs> actually working on this as well. And so this is where um, I think for me, I've, I've already identified where I need to do less administrative work in, yeah. in sort of let go of the vine as it were of the business side. So I actually have a meeting with, my director of ops uh, tomorrow, and she's going to become the integrator of the company so that we are, I'm going to step away from about half or more of the meetings that I go to and it really let go of some of the control of the company of things yes. that honestly, I'm actually not that good at probably because they're not my things. It's just, it is my company. So yeah. I have a hard time as a small business owner letting go, which I think is really common. Um, so that's, really? that's going to be the biggest thing for me. Um, and then committing to the, the things that I really want to be able to do, which is to continue to see patients, but I think more importantly, continue to train my team so that we can see more patients. Because mm -hmm. I can, this is, I learned this very early on, in this form of, of healthcare, I can only see, I mean, a handful of patients a week. It takes so much time to, to get ready, to, uh, to follow up, to, uh, to hold accountable. We do messages all day long, every day that concierge access is extremely time consuming. So to be able to see these, the, uh, the number of people that we want to be able to see, uh, we need a, a, a pretty big team. And so instead of me seeing people, I'm training a team so that we can see more people. And that is ultimately, that's the delegation that you talked about. Um, and then in doing that, creating the the clear goals for me and content creation in both the, the health optimization side. And then the, the, we have the bone health uh, YouTube channel as well, which is really impacting a lot of people. And so definitely feel committed to continuing that. And I enjoy it and it serves people. So 
I, uh, I guess we should do a follow-up maybe in about two months. <laughs> we'll, oh. see. we'll see if Doug still feels really overwhelmed and, uh, and overscheduled. Um, but that's the approach that I'm taking. Is that, is that a reasonable approach? Um, and I know we didn't work through it together, but that's what I'm yeah. kind of doing already. That's, that's the reasonable initial approach, right? And then the things that are left on your list of that you're having a hard time delegating, the reason you're having a hard time delegating them is because there are real emotional attachments to them. There really are. And, and this is why it's, I mean, if, if, if everybody could just delegate and do the thing that they know that they want to do in the world most, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, right? So I just want to acknowledge that you doing this work and delegating is very courageous and only allows you to shine brighter in the world and serve the world in the way that you ultimately can best. But then at the same time, for those remaining things that are left on your list, they really deserve to be um, dissected. Because if you yeah. don't dissect them, they will keep a hold on you and you will revert back to allowing those things to take space in your schedule when the reality is they actually aren't your ideal way to be spending the minutes and hours of your day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, just something that keeps it, it. This plagues a lot of people I know. Yeah. Um, and there's something that I have, I have now a path forward and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what this looks like in a couple of months. So hopefully that'll be the case. Um, and I hope that was a good example of just being able to identify an area where you could open something up. And even though I guess to, to summarize that, you know, I am not a failure of running my business because the business is succeeding, right? We are, we are growing and I'm able to pay my employees salaries and benefits. So I think that's a success. Um, but at the same time, am I failing at the end of the day, if I'm not getting to everybody's messages, if I'm not, um, you know, I'm not getting through what my employees needs are, we're not, you know, handling all the things, then I do, I feel like I'm failing, even though the business is a success. And, and that is that sense of just being stuck and, and failing slowly versus what I'm about to do tomorrow with my team is to say, look, I'm, I'm going to let go of these things because I think that you can do them better. I think it's gonna serve everybody. And then I can up-level the things that I really do enjoy doing and that my mission really is tied into and plugged into, um, and then hopefully continue to elevate that way. Yeah, and you're about to feel an upgrade in the quality of your life, mm -hmm. right? Because that feeling, that experience of failing, even though on paper you're not, but that experience yeah. is going to be diminished. It's gonna, it's gonna dissolve. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so absolutely. excited for you. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes on Monday. Um, so then any last um, last thoughts on from a failure perspective, if somebody is feeling stuck, recommendations on um, who to I guess one important thing I'd love to just hear your thoughts are who who is a good accountability partner? Um, how does someone find a coach if they're looking for a coach? Since I know mm -hmm. you've been in this space for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, maybe let's just start there. So a good accountability partner, like I said earlier, is somebody who really is not going to buy your bullshit. Mm -hmm. Somebody who loves you and loves your mission enough to put a stake in the ground next to you and, and truly root for your goals and your dreams. So this could be a friend right? It totally could be a friend. And if you don't want it to be a friend, 
It could be a coach. I mean, this is the domain that I love mm -hmm. and why I do what I do and why I've been doing what I've been doing for over a decade is because I see this power not only in my own life, but in my client's life of having somebody to hold them accountable and somebody to truly lay out a map in front of them of those steps. Finding a coach is tricky pursuit, <laughs> right? Because it's like, it's like finding your ideal physician. It's like finding your, right? So what I recommend is that you listen to podcasts, you immerse yourself in the world of personal development, and you seek out the people whose language and energy resonates with you, and then reach out to them or reach out to someone like them and have a consultation and discuss. Um, and you may, you know, you, you may kiss a couple frogs along that path, but <laughs> truly if you don't reach out, you're not going to find the, find that person to be on your team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with a, a number of coaches, um, sometimes with you, I've had a number of business coaches, uh, mm -hmm. along the way that while you and I've been working together and then before mm -hmm. you and I started working together from a personal perspective, um, gosh, I think maybe three, you know, three coaches from three different platforms. Um, and there was benefit to all of them, but there was, there was always something, something missing, uh, something that didn't jive with me personally. So just continuing to know, you know, kind of the same, same thing, right? Like let's, let's fail, let's fail quickly, yeah. uh, and find, and find the right fit and just yeah. rip the bandaid off. Um, and, and then ultimately see a success, which, you know, I think clearly you and I can say that we've seen together. Yes. Um, I think that's really helpful. Any uh, closing thoughts on that? Success, failure, how to identify failure, achieve success? Yeah, just ask yourself, if you're not actively achieving the goals and the results that you want in your life right now, then there is something between you and your success. <laughs> and it's failure. worth, and your failure, but it's, it's truly worth you investigating yeah. your excuses and essentially calling bullshit on them lovingly, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. And, and, um, it's funny that you were saying that not every, not every, not all coaches are right for all people. And I think mm -hmm. it's interesting too, that I think the same thing is true with physicians. Uh, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, that it would be amazing if I could treat all the people that wanted to, to get better. But the truth is, is that I'm not a good fit for every, everybody either. Right. Like I have my own, my own quirks and, um, some people love working with me and not everybody does because I'm, I'm a little demanding, you know, like I'm a little, I'm a little stern, I'm a little strict. Yes. Um, and I expect that of myself and I expect that of those around me. And, and, you know, as a result, I think we see success, but that's not necessarily the right approach for everybody. So, um, awesome. Well, Sally, I think what would be amazing, can you tell people how they can find you and then whatever you want us to, we will put in the show notes for all the, all the, the platforms, but how can people find you and, and how can they learn more about you? Of course. So you can follow me on Instagram, um, Maxwell underscore coaching underscore. Um, you'll put that below there, Doug. And mm -hmm. then you can always email me directly. You can email me at Sally at max coaching com. It's a cute little play on words. It's Mac. My last name is Maxwell. So it's max dash well for maximum wellness, max dash well coaching.com. Um, but email me and we can always set up a consultation to discuss what's going on in your life and see if working together would be a good fit. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and I think you guys also have a, a newsletter, don't you? I get a newsletter from you. We sure do. Um, yes. So you can see our newsletter, right? You can subscribe to our newsletter 
from our website, which is max-wellcoaching.com. And uh, if you go there, a little pop-up will come up and you can, can subscribe right to our newsletter. And you can get yeah. every other week some juicy coaching tips delivered right to your inbox. Yeah. And and I think they're, they're really good, first of all. And I wanted to bring that up too, just because you're, you, you and I are, we are kind of personal coaching and development, but relationship coaching is something that you and your husband, Zach, do as well. And um, I think it's it's such an important thing for that that most important person in your life to also have access to some great support. So I just wanted to mention that too. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that that is probably enough. We try to keep these short. You and I could talk, I know, uh, for <laughs> at least an hour on every one of these topics. So um, I think let's cut this one at this point. Um, and I will just close out by saying that, you know, failure is only in, it's only what you see of it. And so often when I look back, as much as it might have hurt at the time, the failures that I've seen have all been launching points to a new success. Um, and I say that with a heavy heart a little bit in some of them. Uh, but I think so many times, you know, that it's, it's uh, kind of cliched, but, you know, when one door closes, another door generally opens. And I, I find that's true for so many of my patients. So I hope that's true for anybody that's dealing with anything troubling right now. Um, as far as this topic goes, that's going to wrap it up. Um, just remember that um, we definitely need to aim for optimal in every aspect of our life. And our tagline of aim for optimal, not average, because optimal is what it takes to live your optimal health um, is, I think, really important here as well. Um, a little closeout, if you are on a YouTube platform, if you could just do me a favor and click the uh, like and subscribe buttons, that would help to get this information in front of more people. Um, if you are on another platform, then just leaving a review is, I think, the best thing that you can do. If you haven't already and you're interested in learning more about the resources, the discounts that go along with the, the topics that we talk about uh, and products that we talk about on this podcast, go ahead and head over to drdouglucas.com. Um, there you can access our HealthSpan Nation, which is a, a membership-based platform that allows you access to myself and my team for weekly Q&As and then all of the other goodies uh, that go along with that. So you can head over to drdouglucas.com and check that out. And that is it for today show. Thanks so much for making it to the end of this really important topic. This presentation is for general informational purposes only, does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this presentation are at the user's own risk. The content in this presentation is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.